Hi, I'm Dave, and you're listening to Making Problems to Solve, the podcast about curiosity, creativity, and problem solving. Today with me, I have two bandsaw cowboys, one robotic <laughs> systems technician, and one two million subscriber YouTuber. Whoa. How are you guys doing? Good. Thanks for having me back, brother. Thank you. All right. And that's uh, Jimmy Dresta and Sean Beckner. <laughs> it's uh, interesting. I think we got somehow connected to do this podcast because of the bandsaw cowboy hashtag there jim you started cutting out the alphabet on your bandsaw yep and i figured it looks like um this is going to be a thing so i tried to copy you (laughs) no i'm so honored to see all you guys copying me and there's a couple of stragglers in europe and occasionally uh uh, a fan of mine uh, just started cutting out letters on in metal um that's cool uh, the, the name of the channel escapes me but She's uh, inspired by us, and it's great. It's really, it's been amazing. It's been an amazing trip these last couple of weeks. And I'll tell you how it all started, if you guys are curious. Uh, Derek went to, you guys remember when Derek went to go do something with, with um, what's the fancy tools everybody wants? Festools. Festool, mm-hmm. yeah. Derek went to go do something with Festool in February, I believe. Maybe, maybe it was just around, just before February or the end of January. And he was with Dusty Lumberco, and Dusty gave him advice on how to do reels. And Derek told me the advice that Dusty Lumberco gave him. And one of the first things he said, he said, if you want to start doing reels, just do one every day for four weeks and then see what works. And I started playing around with just making bandsaw things because nobody was really living in that space. And it's obviously something that's simple for me. And I was like, let me start doing some bandsaw letters. And so actually I was doing the bandsaw words just random words. I did like the Robert Indiana love L O V E in the box shape and just playing around with. And then I was like, I need something that's going to be consistent that might keep people coming back or vaguely connected to the day before. And it just hit me like a lightning bolt. Just do the alphabet A to A to Z. And that's 26 days in a row. I don't have to think. Yep. And I started hand drawing them. And then I went online and this is a secret. I didn't tell anybody this until now. I would, zoom them up to the right height on my phone and then trace them on a piece of paper and then yeah. rub a pencil on the back. And then I, I see, I think uh, somebody was doing it online. Uh, Our other band, so, yeah. Shane was doing it. Our other yeah. band, so cowboy. And I was doing that too, but I didn't show it. I was trying to, was trying to flex like I could draw everything perfectly, but I was, I was zooming in on my phone, drawing it through paper and then rubbing, doing a rubbing on the back with lead and then carbon copying it to the wood. And then redrawing it once I got a little faint in, in imagery of the letter form, and then that was it was crazy because and then nothing really was catching, nothing. Everything was doing. I mean, for me, like twenty thousand, thirty thousand, nothing was really catching on until the H, and then the H did millions of views. I don't know why. On Instagram, of all the letters, only the H is in the millions of views. <laughs> Everything else hasn't like really broken a hundred, maybe hundred and fifty at the most. And then I started giving them. My guy on TikTok is my buddy Adam, who puts everything on TikTok for me. And he usually makes old videos into new short TikToks. And so Adam said, hey, start sending me the alphabet. So he was putting the alphabets on the reels, on YouTube, and the TikToks. And then they started catching on TikTok. So like, there's a P on TikTok that's like got like 8 million views. And there's, a, I think, a, an M or an X, something on, something on YouTube that's got millions of views. And the horse, when I did, I freestyled the horse. The horse has got millions of views on, on YouTube. Yeah, that was a fun one. I learned yeah. a lot there. I mess, I completely messed that up, but because it's so fast, nobody noticed. Hey, well, you <laughs> took the leg and then you put the leg back on. It almost looks like you're doing it. I, it looked to me like you did it to, so you could make the next cut. So I did it, it and then, but I ruined it by cut. There's a way. If I made it again, I would know exactly how to do it right. But I cut yep. the legs off and like kind of sculpted away too much material. So when if you see the horses, if you see the horse from the other side, the legs are all messed up. <laughs> the back side of the, it was like, it's only one sided. No one's going to know. Yeah. There's definitely something about the letters though that people love because I've got, uh, I tied mine to Facebook for the first time and I started going over millions. So I got like the B, you got 1.7, the H has 1.7 and then the letter R got 3.3 which is like, no kidding. This is all, uh, this is all yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. So like, if you go to my reels and look at them, those have, I've got like five that went over a million. That's but amazing. How did you get something. that? I only got one that went over a million. I know but I, they're tied to Facebook too, though. So it's like some of oh, them yeah, yeah. Facebook See, views. So yeah, that's crazy. I don't, I don't know if I'm doing that or not. I don't know if yeah. I know enough to do that. 
you just go into your settings and then you change all that stuff around and it'll, it'll allow you to do that. But I figured more eyes, the better, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no absolutely. In the letter R, I did racing in the streets, but it's by uh, Selena. Instead of by Towns, it's by Selena. It's with another yeah. artist who's not really known. And people, I think, just love the song, too. So yeah, it kind of goes hand in foot, you know? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm the, going to your uh, Instagram right now. The chess pieces. <laughs> the chess pieces are, uh, they're like, one will do good and then the other one will flop, though. So there's something about the letters that people love. The story, I think, too. Because I was trying to write like a little bit about me because I don't really reveal too much about me. And I was like, you know, these letters will give me a chance to kind of express myself uh, on more of a personal level to people. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, you know, honestly, I didn't notice you were doing so well with the numbers on the letters. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats, and I, I think everybody kind of is. I think everybody is a little bit. Uh, I noticed right. some Dave's got some higher ones, too. And, yeah, uh, mine I think went up to like two hundred thousand. Like one of the first ones yeah. I did went to like two hundred thousand. We so were also like sharing it. <laughs> your yeah. H has done a million. Yeah, yeah, well, a million and change, a million point seven on your H. Your D is one point four million. Yeah. Your W is at one point seven, dude. Look at look at the yeah. R. The R is the one that blows me away because it's at over three now. But we were That's also crazy. sharing them. We were sharing them together. Three point so three I think million. Yeah, we were all sharing yeah. each other's content, so it's pushing it even more. And then we were yeah, commenting. I, so. I and I just kept. I'm like, from now on, I'm just going to share everything you do. I share all your YouTube videos and everything. <laughs> oh, I'm thanks, like, bro. I'm like, I didn't realize that this is working so well. So I'm like, if I can help you out in one way, that'll at least be the best way I can help you out. Thank you. But, thank yeah. you. Thank you. No, it's been great. And this guy, and Jeremy's on it. And who's our friend from Europe that's also jumping in? His name is Ralph. Uh, Ralph. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, shout out to Jeremy, Shane uh, at Mooney Woodworks, and Ralph uh, for jumping in, and you two guys, of course. Uh, yeah. It's really, really cool. And Thank you, Jimmy, for starting this. It's really, really yeah, cool. It's been amazing. And, and like I said, I blame it on Derek for sitting there with Dusty Lumberco because I was ignoring reels and shorts. My guys are doing shorts and TikTok based on all old stuff. And then when I started doing the reels for Instagram, he's like, give me those. Let me post them elsewhere. And then the ones that I started making originally were the ones that really popped off. You know, the original content that we started for Instagram really popping off. And uh, Laura Aden, Laura Aden, A-D-E-N-I-N. She doesn't post a lot. She only posted the other day when she made one of the letters. And she said she has to make a bunch more. So she doesn't post a lot, but she's uh, from France. And she was a fan of the, the TV show. That's how we connected. Oh, and the other day, she cut a letter out on the bandsaw out of steel. Small said, letter, just like as big as the letters we've been making. You said A D I L, A D I L. I'll forward you guys her thing, but I'll, okay. I'll spell it again for people listening. L a u r a a dot l a u r a dot a d e n i n. She doesn't post. She's kind of. She seems a little bit more introverted. She doesn't post a lot, but she's. Jumping in, I'm showing you guys one of the things she did. But yeah, no, it's been amazing. It's incredible that people jump in the way that I didn't expect it. I mean, when the pencil shopping thing started, which I didn't start, yeah. you know, Keith, Keith from Blackhorn Con Concepts and those guys started that. Yeah. And I just was late to the party and everyone thought because I was so late to the party, they didn't know that I didn't start it. They thought I started it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's kind of why I was like, oh, this is, I'm going to get in on this uh, alphabet thing before anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and yeah it was not nearly as popular as the pencil sharpener because the pencil sharpener only takes 10 seconds and uh you know it's no effort <laughs> the alphabet you have to commit yeah and it's funny now i'm doing the letters so today if you guys noticed just because i was in the car all day long the way it worked my, my friend rachel and i hopped in patrick's car down to long island so we went all the way down to long island and i met up with the woman who I bought the car from. She lives just down the street from my dad's house, friend of my dad. And we hopped in the car and drove back. But I knew I was going to be sitting in the car for three hours in traffic. So I edited up the clip of me making the ice pick sheets for Bullet Bourbon promotion. Mm -hmm. So I made 35 of those. So I edited that. So I posted that today sitting in the car. And then tonight when I get a finally get a, after dinner, I'm going to get a break and bring my car into the garage, maybe show it off a little bit on Instagram. And then uh do number seven so i'm doing the numbers now one to seven yep. yeah uh, they're not catching as much but 
you know, a lot of these things are sleepers. They don't know when they're going to catch. Yeah, because some of them, mine did that too. Yeah, they went um, like, you know, like a couple weeks later, it just would go crazy. Yeah. And then also for me, now since uh, things have been popping with Instagram, sorry, popping with YouTube and TikTok, I'm just making content now. If it doesn't do well on Instagram, I know I got something. Also, I'm posting on the How To app, on the How To app, so I'm posting on there a little bit. The How To app's a little finicky right now because they're still working out some kinks. So every time I try to post, it doesn't always work 100 percent of the time. I got one on there, and what I did was that I took the TikTok video because you can keep the audio at least. Yeah, and you can throw music with it. But I was trying to play around with it. But I started editing in Final Cut Pro. Uh, I still do iMovie too. But uh, I started a Final Cut Pro and I started putting music to it. And then I just take the same song and I mute yeah. it. That way I can just edit it to the way that I want. And I ain't got to yeah. finick with Instagram's thing. Now, I don't know if it's working yet, but we'll find out. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And the How To app is, if you guys go, if anybody's listening and wants to go jump in the How To app, I'm promoting it. I told Nick I would help him as much as possible. That's why I'm pushing it. The How To app is a new app that is tied to Maker Central event, which we're going to next week. Me and Derek are going out to the UK. So if you can't find the How To app, Google Maker Central, because it was originally started as the Maker Central app to update events during Maker Central. Right. And But Nick took partners in, so they didn't, I don't think they wanted the app for some reason, or maybe he just pulled it out of the deal. And so he turned it into How To. And so the How To oh, okay. app is his alone, but the Maker Central you know, digital strings are still attached to it. So that's why people can't find how to, if they can on your app search, Google Maker Central, and you'll see the how to logo pop up. All right. It's still, it's still in transition there. Yeah. So Jim, everybody knows how you got started uh, on the bandsaw using it. Mm -hmm. as like a, you know, driving the wheel, like a steering wheel with your, uh... <laughs> yeah, my, my cousin Thomas and me and John, well, me and my cousin Thomas, cause me, we were the same age. John was always a little bit older. He was allowed to use it. So oh, okay. So he could. <laughs> John's two years older than me. So at that time when I was discovering it, I was too young to use it. And John was older than me. He could use it. All right. And uh, I started using the bandsaw like in shop class, like in seventh grade. But so, Sean, what's your story? How did you uh, discover the bandsaw? I've been around tools forever. I'm pretty sure I used one, but I don't think I started using it the way that it was supposed to be used until I saw Jimmy's videos. And it was, <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> That was probably eight, eight or nine years ago when you started doing more bandsaw signs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, you have like at like ten years you were doing like the star key and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And then you did the witchblade, and then you started yeah. doing signs right after that. And I yeah. got I just fell in love with the uh, letter cutting. There's something therapeutic about it. It's nice. about just being alone with that saw. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. You could really crank out some letters, and it's like it's like a piece of you tied to it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like handwriting, you know, yeah. I obviously love CNC and laser cutting stuff, but every once in a while, just to keep it authentic, I'll just make sure I use the bandsaw for whatever it is I'm using. And honestly, when you think about it, if I have to make one set of letters, I could type it up, export a piece of paper, take the paper, spray glue it down, cut it out and I'm done. I don't have to go to the machine, set up a computer file, set up a cut path that to the average person, they'd be like, Oh, it's so much easier to set up a cut path. No, it's so much easier to spray glue a piece of paper on if you're making one <laughs> cutout. So I still use the bandsaw a lot versus going and setting up the laser cut, doing a test cut. Is it going to cut through this material? Blah, 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 blah. Just bandsaw that shit up. And you go. Yeah. Funny, so many people ask how to get better, and I just tell them, just cut more. If, they <laughs> do this, if you do this, you're going to get better. I feel like I, like if you look at my letter A and then you go to my letter Z, it's like you could tell I had warmed up in a while, and it's like, it's like it all just came back to me as I think by letter E or F, I was like full on back to where I was. And it, a big part of it, honestly, and I said this, I say this all the time when I talk about the bandsaw, a huge part of it is knowing how to control the front and the back blade together. If you know what I mean, it's yes. riding the tail of the cut. The tail is the backside of the blade, using the backside of the blade as your rudder for your cut. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize, especially if you have a really sharp blade, it's difficult to control that sharp blade into a straight cut. You, and if the blade has a wobble in it, that wobble is going to basically make itself evident in every time it swipes around. You know, every time it makes a cycle, it'll be like a nick, 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 nick. And But if you stabilize that blade by riding the back of it, either pressing to the left or the right, whichever side seems more comfortable, I tend to always press the blade from the side of the material I'm keeping. 
So if I'm like, if, if the letter that I'm keeping is on the left side and the waste material is on the right side, I always tend to push the piece I'm keeping into the side back of the blade. You understand what I mean? So I could always turn out of it. 100%. Yep. That's right. the reason why. Because yeah. if I can turn out of it, then I can come back in and adjust the cut again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't, right. you don't want to accidentally turn into it. So. Yeah, that makes sense. That's, I think that's what I'm doing. I have to pay attention. <laughs> Next time I go down to the bandsaw, I'll, I'll yeah. actually, you know, make a note. It's really, it's really subtle. And, and, you know, people don't understand it when I explain it. I've explained it and, you know, you guys both watch me quite a bit. So you probably have seen me explain it a few times over the years. I didn't explain it in my last video. I kind of, I was kind of in a rush to finish that video up. And once I was done editing, I had like three more tips, but I'm like, there's always more time to make more videos. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, the only way you can really understand it is to cut out the alphabet or do something like, you know, just sit there at the saw and try to cut out a lot of weird shapes, curves and everything, because you're just cutting straight lines or you don't really get the hang of it until you challenge yourself and, and really pay attention to what the blade's doing. Cause you, you know, you could, you could spend years not paying attention and you'll never learn anything. <laughs> so you really have to, you know, get the feel just from doing it. Mm-hmm. You, you have to practice, you have to keep practicing. And, and if it means just spray gluing out, or, you know, when I was a kid, what we would do, we would, we had a box of stenciled letters. So if we were going to go to, say, for instance, if we were going to go to, say, a, um, a flea market, we'd have a cigar box. And in the cigar box would be the alphabet, A to Z, of five different fonts. We'd have five cigar boxes. And they'd all be about three inches tall. And we'd have a bandsaw that ran off a generator. And like, we'd have the strips of material already cut to the height of the letters, just like we do. And you'd spell out, you know, shaper. You're wearing the shaper shirt. And you spell out. Shaper Sean, and you just hand trace those letters. And every time you pick the letter up, you got pencil grit all over your fingers because they were covered from pencil grit from like rubbing on the side of the letters. And mm-hmm. we had the whole alphabet. We had Hobo is the one font that everybody used a lot. If you guys know Hobo, it's a very familiar font. It might even be the font for for um, uh, the Dukes of Hazard. I think Hobo font is the font for the Dukes of Hazard. So we would use that font. It's like a real seventies font, and just hand letter. Any organ, any order of letters, and then bandsaw it out. Can you tell the story about how you had to weld the blade together through the letters and make a box? Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's a really good. I told you guys that story on Instagram. So, when I was working at the sign shop in 1984, 80, 85, I worked at Five Towns Neon, and I was the bandsaw operator when I was in 11th and 12th grade. And if we had to cut, for instance, we made, I remember this sign I learned specifically this trait, this trick on, they taught it to me. It's something, it's a tradition they always did. So you have a big giant bandsaw and you have a welding, a welder right on the band. Most duals had, and, and thinking back now, it must've been a duel because the welder was right on the machine. That's the only machine I've ever seen with a welder on. It's a duel with a thin blade and you have a tray, a two tiered tray, the bottom so it would really be a three tier, but the bottom of the three tiers is the tabletop. The second tray is the, the tray that's in action. And the top tray is the tray that you've just cut. And, or you can go either way, just go top to bottom or top, bottom to top. But you take all the letters that have an inside and this particular job we were doing was all eighth inch aluminum and it was brushed aluminum. So all the letters showed you couldn't cut into it and weld it shut again without a lot of difficulty. You know, when you do these type of problem solves, you're like, what is the least what is the least path of resistance that's still a pain in the ass, but it's the least of all the different choices we could make. And in this case, they had this tradition where if we had a bunch of A's and O's and B's and, you know, you'd have to do the B's twice, you drill out a hole, you weld the blade through those stack of five or 10 letters. And you'd move the one that's in action to the action plate, which is in the middle, put the blade on, turn the bands on, cut it out, stop the band, so shut it down move that letter to the top stage. At that same time, bring up the next letter you're going to cut. Put the blade back on, turn the machine on, cut out the second letter. Wait till the blade stops, shut this machine off, pull the blade off, and move that blade up to the next stage, and so on and so on until you get through all the letters. And then when you're done, you cut the bandsaw blade open and take all your letters off. (laughs) That's crazy. 
how big was the bandsaw that you were working on when you did this? Um, this might have been uh, it was probably like an eighteen or or twenty four inch dual with a thin blade. I remember we had like Very a cool. little thin, but blade might have been three sixteenths because I remember these particular letters we were working on were kind of big, and so the platform was just made out of wood and sheet metal, like wooden legs and sheet metal top, and that was probably probably like. 18 by 12, you know, this like little two tier tray. And again, the third tier would have been the bottom, the mm -hmm. tabletop of the, of the saw. Crazy. And now it's completely yeah. pointless to do that, but it's an archaic way of, you know, when you work in a shop, there's all these weird traditions and weird things that people figure out and do. And it, it's amazing. Yeah. I think it's a great story for problem solving. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, if you have a blade welder, you could do, and you'd have to like, Weld the blade and then you anneal it. You hit the electrical button and it pumps it up and turns red a couple times. And that anneals it so that it, the weld doesn't break, keeps the weld stretchy. And then it has the grinding wheel. So you grind the bottom of the weld and the top of the weld and then the back of the weld. You do weld all three. I have the blade welder on my machine and I haven't even tried it yet. I haven't yeah. needed to. Yeah, and your dual. We have, uh, yeah. I, that's what I always see them on is the duals. And then I've also seen them where they're separate. I've like seen the separate ones too. Buy. Yeah. In fact, as I went to, where did I go? I went to AB, AB Robots. What is it? Is it AB ABB, Robots? yep. ABB. ABB. I was there. Yep. And OSHA. Were you in Michigan? A, in Michigan? No, in Connecticut. In Connecticut. I think they might have closed one in Connecticut. They, yeah. they had to get rid of their blade welders because it was like open electric. And they said it was like kind of an OSHA made them take them out of their machines. And they had two blade welders sitting on the floor. And they're like, you want them? You can take them. So I took them and I never turned them on. They might, I might have given them away. I, I think I gave one to Bernie, maybe. One or both to, of Bernie. I'll have to ask him. I, I, may, I can't remember who I gave them to. Um, and anyway, I never turned them on. And then I got the whole machine. It's all plugged in and set up, but I never turned that on either. I haven't needed it. But I, it would be a good thing to – yeah, it would be a good thing to show in a video. Just, you know, making your own – because, you know, when you I, – I, somebody sent me – a dual, a roll, it's like a roll of film. It's like a roll of dual bandsaw material. And it comes in you know, hundreds of foot roll and you pull out what you need and weld it on the dual bandsaw yeah. welder. It's right there. You stick it back in the library up on the shelf. You yeah, and that's what they're doing stuff. at the factory anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Exactly right. And since we're talking bandsaw, I always use Timberwolf blades. I don't know if you guys are using them yet, yep. but Timberwolf blades are great. And I don't know if you, they have great customer service. They've always been easy to deal with on the phone. I just call in. I don't know if you guys order online. I just call in and just ask them what, tell them what I want. And yeah. Yeah. I use name. Timberwolf too. It's really, it's my favorite blade. And uh, I have, uh, I've also tried Carter and uh, Starrett too. They're both great. They're all great blades really, but Timberwolf is really my favorite. It's just, it's got a good feeling to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, I used to use the Timberwolf blades too, but I got a box of Sterrick blades with the bandsaw last one I bought, so I'll probably <laughs> use those up. Yeah. No, Sterrick, I mean, I should be promoting Sterrick because I'm working for them, but, you know, when it comes to the wood cutting blades, they, they mostly promote the metal cutting blades, but the wood cutting blades I've just been using Suffolk machinery, which is also known as Timberwolf. I've been using Suffolk machinery for so long. When I think back, me and my brother were at the flea market in the 80s, and I was calling Suffolk Machinery for Blades. That's how long right. ago it's been. That's yeah, I mean, at that point, they're like your local bandsaw company. Yeah, now they just, like, you know, we do it over the internet. I remember when I got out to the first season of making making it, and I was like, where's the bandsaw? Like, there's the bandsaw. It's a piece of junk from Harbor Freight. I was like, we need blades. I called up Timberwolf. I'm like, could you send me a bunch of blades out to Hollywood? I'm like, how many do you need? I got like 25 blades. It's because I knew everyone was going to break them. Right. <laughs> Yeah, they were good. Cool. So, Sean, you didn't get the the normal treatment here. Usually, we like to try to go back in ancient history and find out like what your childhood was like, what type of uh, creative uh, career you had back then. Uh, yeah, um, my dad. Uh, he uh, went basically out at the age of like five. I can remember him giving me sanders and wire wheels, and he did it to my son when we went and seen him too. And I was like. It's just crazy <laughs> that great. there's no uh, level of safety with my dad. He welds with no mask and everything. He'll just close his eyes and spot weld things, and he's just old school. But uh, 
learning from him. It's the same kind of story as Jimmy's. Boo boos weren't a showstopper. I'll no. I've done everything to my hands to where <laughs> I just put it back together and I go back to work. I, I spoke to your dad. Your dad seems like a badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I I remember when you called him. Your dad was like, it, was like, hey, your buddy called me. I was like, yeah. Yeah, he it is very he's, uh, straight. It was very straightforward. No, 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 no mincing of words. Not in a yeah, bad he, way. Just very like just straightforward. Yeah, he's a race car driver, and he's always been like just like that. He's been like just had these sayings, you know. Kind, I'm kind of like that too, in a way. But yeah, you know, he's uh he's a great dad for uh just growing up and he, never being afraid of tools and auto mechanics. So, and he, we built race cars, so it's like a lot of leaning on engineering growing up, just but like backyard engineering. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you end up at uh, at where you work now, the robot place? Uh, I actually, uh, I've been there, I've been doing it for 14 years. I worked for KUKA first, and then I switched to FANUC. But I just ended up, my wife's uh, family actually worked in it. And then I got there, and I was like, oh, I don't got to dig behind a motor. I'm like, this is great, <laughs> you know? <'Cause>, uh, <laughs> like, you get tired of digging behind motors just to take a spark plug out of, like, a Chevy van, you know? Right. Was that, that your you f- profession before? It was an auto mechanic with my dad. I, I lived yeah, down yeah, there yeah. with him. Uh, he lives in Florida, so yeah. I had moved down there. And then I came up here and met my wife, and then her family was in that. And I just got – I started at the very bottom. I was in uh, garbage, actually. I walked in the no door kidding. as a garbage guy, and I was uh, getting done in two hours, and then I was going in and fixing the band saws and doing the bridge ports, Good for fixing you. all the machines. And they, they said, do you want to try something else? So I was like, yeah. And uh, it was a very cool experience, and I've – Kind of worked my way up through the company, good for uh, you, and made it a Fanic. Fanic's a great company to end up yeah. with. So that's great. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's it's an amazing piece of equipment that is just mind-boggling. Yeah, what they can I'd do. St- and- yeah, I'd still rather just do the uh, mechanical, electrical, physical aspect. I'm really yeah. not the uh, the teach pennant guy. You know, people ask me, and I'm like, I I don't mind it, but I can do a little bit. But uh, a lot of the programming has, for those robots are, are basically follow along, right? You literally physically move it while it's writing code. Uh, sometimes it's uh, it's called Corinthian, I believe, and it's uh, if that then this kind of thing. Uh, you know right. who would do great at it? Like Bob. Bob yeah. would do great at it because you're yeah. doing loops too, and then yeah. you just loop it till a certain time is met or a certain cycle is met, and then it just stops. So, but yeah. when they break, you got to run in and fix it. But I'm at the home company now, so I just build it from the very beginning. I build mostly paint robots is what I build. But I've built material handlers, welders, no everything. And I, and I make now, the Now, a paint load. robot uh, obviously doesn't need to carry anything much more than its own weight. So uh, do they have small stepper motors and just not quite they, as They're made stuff? of aluminum mostly um, because they need to be uh, lighter. And they're they're hung up and they lean out from like a wall. Um, right. But yeah, they... Uh, they have the same motor, the same Vanek motor. We build all of them here in uh, Rochester Hills, Michigan. Every wow. uh, paint robot in the world pretty much passes through my company. It's Amazing. the leading uh, paint robot. And we use, uh, you know, they use like different technology to make the paint lay better. I'll say that much. <laughs> that's great. That's the, yeah. the trade secret. Thank you. Does, yeah, that's does cool. it, wait, this is a dumb question. Does the robot have a finger that pulls the button? <laughs> i remember you asking me if i could put a hammer on it and i, I made a video of one and sent it to you <laughs> yeah. but i would never use it yeah well i was gonna do a i was gonna do a uh with abb they they, they were gonna give me a small robot and they're like what would you do with it it was their idea i didn't reach out to them yeah. but then the guy who was my contact they moved on so that's why i haven't heard from them again but i was gonna do a uh a blacksmithing robot that just just like a hammer that just Wax on the anvil, and you just put your red hot material underneath it, just like a power hammer. That was going to be my idea. Yeah, every uh, I think every six months I send something to the marketing team for you. Yeah, I, and, I know uh, that. Thank they, you. they never <laughs> like I try every time. I'm going to send them this podcast too. Maybe awesome. You, know, know. you got to find out. This is short. This is how you can find. This is how everybody. This is how all of us are making like slight inroads into various industries. Find out if they have anybody in charge has a kid that has seen making fun. If they're making yeah. fun, they're going to send me. If somebody there launched the show, they're going to send me three robots. They're going to send a yeah. robot to everybody on the show. Yeah, that would yeah. be amazing. I That's want to see like Pat Lap and Paul. You know what everyone would do with a robot. Yeah, you know, let's see what Derek would do with a robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I've got a lot of followers from my work uh, just by putting my logo all over the place. I'll yeah. put my sticker on stuff that uh, it shouldn't be on. <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> yeah. I wonder where you oh. learned that. Yeah, that it really does work. <laughs> That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting to hear. That, so you started out, you know, doing one job, and you were fixing stuff and solving problems in different areas, and then that kind of led to advancement in your career. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was totally. Uh, I knew I had to create my own opportunity. If I didn't, I wasn't gonna succeed. And I come from. Uh, I kind of, you know. I kind of grew up a little bit poor, so I learned to kind of work hard in, a, in the more of the labor side of things. So I would just hustle and I would just hustle and hustle and hustle. And at the end of the it's day- It's your meaning of problem solving. Yeah. Hard work Grow, gets what I, hard work deserves. Yeah. yeah. No, it, that's, that's a yeah. great saying too. What I'm saying, growing up with, with limited means creates amazing problem solving capabilities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I think um, that's a common theme. Like when I ask people, like, you know, a lot of people that, you know, I've ended up talking to you, have a similar story, you know, where that's how they learned how to fix things was because that was the only way it was getting fixed was if they did it themselves. Yeah. yeah. I've lived, and, I still yeah. live that life. Actually. I still, <laughs> I've, I've never had anything fixed by anyone else. I've fixed everything I've, that's ever broke, which and is, then, uh, you know, which I, I could, I could, I could add to that by like, how often do you like, okay, oh, the lawnmower is not moving. I'll get to that. And yeah, well, if I don't, I sell it. But you find a window and then you get in there and you dig in. You're like, yeah. and, and then you, when you're done, you realize like, wow, that was such an insurmountable problem 10 minutes before I started it. Yeah. And now I'm glad I did it because I learned that much more. I figured out how to take it apart. I figured out how to put it back together. And now I could say I did it. Yeah. And I, I started at a very young age too, back before everything was on YouTube. So I think that was... Uh, that was a big thing because I work with, uh, uh, you know, I've worked around uh, certain individuals who have grown up with YouTube. And if the answer is not there, sometimes they get stuck and I have to explain them. Like, sometimes you got to find the answer. Like, it's it's in you. It's in everyone, actually, you know. Yeah. Just got to dig yeah. deep. Mm-hmm. Right. You might be the one who discovers the answer to the problem and then has to share it on YouTube. You know, someone's got to be that yeah. uh, person. <laughs> Jimmy says it all the time. He won't necessarily look at the answer so that way he can develop a, like a new technique sometimes. And he does it yeah. all the time, you know, yeah. just like me sticking a drill in the bandsaw. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I had this idea. I was like, let me try this thing. And I was like, oh, that's a great idea. And, then, and it gets a lot of controversy, too, which is a good thing because yeah. trolls generate uh, they generate more content, you know. Of course. Engagement. Yeah. It creates engagement. engagement gets, people, yeah. Yeah. gets people riled up and. You know, that's why I intentionally, I'll, you guys know me well enough to know, a lot of times I intentionally do things wrong just for that reason. Sometimes I do things intentionally wrong because I don't feel like walking to the other side of the shop. Or yeah. I do things wrong because <laughs> I don't know where the right solution is. I'm like, well, this will work too, but it's not the right way. And yeah. it, I just, a lot of times people are always say when you do a video, like, well, why didn't you do this or do that? You know, because I was deep into finishing this. It had to get done. I had needed time to edit. And I just didn't have time to go run to the store to get that thing that which would have made it the most perfect solution. I just had to work with what I had because I was running out of production time. That's really most most of the reason why I cut corners is because I'm running out of time on the production schedule that I'd make for myself. Yeah. Yeah, I'm guilty of using the back of a drill as a mallet. So <laughs> I saw <laughs> I, I, I saw the funniest thing. If you Google it, you'll see it. it. We were just driving in the car talking about how electricians always get the get get guff for being like lazy and they don't clean up job sites and you know they you know the electricians if you see these things it's like a construction worker versus a roof a roofer versus a the sheetrock yeah. guy and they're really funny it's like a ford chevy dodge guy you know like they always yeah. do the comparison on tiktok <laughs> and they so it's like this is a, an electrician's interview it's like so how many hammers you have i got like five like, cool. All right, here. Here's a board. Here's a box of nails. Could you please hammer these in? And it shows him hammering in a nail with the back of a drill, like banging it in. And then he shows him at the end of a screwdriver. And he's like, wait a minute. I thought you had a hammer. He goes, I do. This is a hammer. This is a hammer. And he's holding up all his drill. <laughs> all his hammers. <laughs> and then he says to the electrician, the, the guy says, to him, he goes, do you ever use a real saw? And he goes, and he holds up the little reciprocating Milwaukee, like the short, the small one. He yeah. goes, no, no, a real saw. And he holds up a real saw. He goes, what is that black wire sticking out of it? Is that? Is that for electric? Because <laughs> they all electricians just use Milwaukee cordless. It was silly. It was funny. Um, that's funny. I did want to say you guys inspired me to take my blade guard off my uh, bandsaw. It just looks so cool when I saw your 
guys is Dave, you got the one outside and it's, you can see the teeth running all the way up into the thing. So I was like, that just, it looks like such a better camera angle. So I took mine off too. I never had the blade guard on the, I have blade guard on a couple of them, but I never had it on that old one. The one, the original one, the one that I'd mostly mm-hmm. cut, the one that I've cut nearly everything in a single thing on is the one I had since I was a little kid. And I've yeah, said it in the story. Brass but, knobs, right? Yeah. Brass yeah. Knobs. That, yep. That thing. So it's a funny story with that one. When my dad first got it, he got it from Fireman had passed away. His wife sold all his tools. And my dad bought that, the blunt lathe that I used in some of my early videos, which is still in my shop, but I don't have the motor attached to it. And um, a couple of other tools. And so that band I always used. And the black plastic knobs that came with it originally stripped out when we were kids because me and my brother were always cross-threading them. We didn't care. We were always like trying to jam those. And then the knobs got cross-threaded. And years later, my brother took that bandsaw up to college in 1982 because he was making signs at school. After he graduated high school, he took this, the bandsaw up and he was making rock names and stuff out of acrylic mirror like I did for that few minutes. And he drilled out the end of a closet pole, cut it, and stuck a 3-8 bolt in it. And that was the knobs. He made four of them. Those were the knobs to hold the sheet metal on the saw. It was just a, a drilled out piece of closet pole about two inches long with a hole with a nut embedded in the back. So it would pull it in. And then during making fun in between stuff, the first video I made while I was on set killing time between making the episodes was the brass knob video. And me and me and Eric had made them for the restoration of the other bandsaw. And I, I always wanted to make another set. So and that I made exclusively just a video just dedicated to making those second set of brass knobs. I remember you telling the story when Derek was there because you weren't going to film it right away. And Derek was like, are you going to film it? Like, you should film that. And you yeah. ended up setting the camera up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, dude, what are you doing? You're not going to film it? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Perfect impression. <laughs> yeah. So it's, Dave, uh, how did you? Man. I was gonna say, uh, Dave, how did you? Uh, how did you enjoy the alphabets? Did you feel like you learned a lot by the end? Oh yeah, like, certainly. It was, um, yeah, because I didn't really know what I was doing. I've hardly. I mean, I the bandsaw is great. It's like my favorite tool, but I don't use it that often. Mm-hmm. So just doing it like every day, because um, I was doing one letter a day. Because I was like, well, this will only take ten minutes. Then I don't, you know, because I don't have necessarily a lot of time to mess around in the shop every day so i was like i'll do one every day um and you know that's that's good practice because you can think about like what you did the day before but yeah um and i learned a lot by watching the other videos like i was watching shane's technique mm-hmm. for doing the curves and stuff and i'm like how's he doing that um <laughs> so then i was like yeah. um i had to like you know try to understand like what the blade's doing and how the how the teeth are cutting when you're, you know, turning the wood and you have to, you know, balance the speed of the, that you're pushing it through the saw to get the, you know, the curve exactly right. That's another tip that I left out is like anticipating the turn and being able to turn and push at the same time. Yeah. You can't just obviously, it's not a, it's not a reciprocating saw that has a tiny little hair blade where you could just literally stop and turn. You obviously have to push through a turn on the bandsaw. Yeah, I think we each kind of brought something different to the table. Like Shane was bringing like the characteristics to it. And then Jeremy was going out and getting fonts off of the menu, which was so mm-hmm. cool. That yeah, 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 found yeah. That app, I was like, I was like, I can't wait to try that out, you know. And and Dave, you were just you were bringing out like the Comic-Con, this uh, like the the app, like it's not a, like an average font that you do, you know, and you were Comic-Sans. doing it outside on your uh, your uh, backyard bandsaw, you know, and oh, me, yeah. I was just. I was just glue, you know, spray gluing the paper on because I'm like getting out of work and I've only got like an hour to do one. So I was mm-hmm. trying to do it as fast as possible. But uh, and then I yeah. burned them all at the end. Oh, that's, <laughs> everybody yeah, was done so, that That's what mine yeah. are too. They're firewood. Yeah, <laughs> I still have mine. My my web guys are like, you got to give them away. We got to do like a giveaway on on Patreon or something. So oh, we, that's it. I'll see if anyone does anyone need anything to start their campfire. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, originally I did Comic Sans because I was like, okay, Jim's doing like Times New Roman or whatever. So what's the opposite of that? Yeah. And I was like, oh, everyone will hate this. So <laughs> it would work. But then... Um, you got to do Papyrus uh, next. Yeah, yeah. someone was talking yeah. about that, of course. But. Yeah, that one's insane. <laughs> I saw that one. Is that the one that's got all the whippy letters, right? 
Yeah, and it's got like yeah. sometimes it's drawn with like a gravel in it, like as if it's been drawn with a rough pencil. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. We could do different fonts though. Like it could keep going, you know. Like we could do it once a year or something, or it could be a fun thing to do. Yeah, I might do some more just for practice, but the I switched fonts because uh Chantelle Martin's a designer and artist and she made a new font. Um it's called it's called Chantel Sands, but it's a replacement for Comic Sans. It's actually much better designed. So you can see I redid I restarted the alphabet and um so I used that font. And yeah. uh you know, I and I the font designer and you know checked it out and stuff. They were <laughs> they were kinda they thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. So that was interesting. Jim's over here adding some ambiance to the podcast with candles. <laughs> I put myself on mute so you didn't hear the meat light the candle <laughs> in my kitchen. I like the candle in the kitchen. It smells nice. Cool. So, so Sean, something I noticed you're doing now is you're starting to add some teaching and stuff in there, tips and, you know, kind of explaining your process. I haven't gotten into that yet, but how are you finding, you know, like sharing like what you're doing and kind of turning it into a little more uh, of a teaching? I think it's great because, uh, uh, my buddy Eric sent me a thing the other day. He sent me a reel saying how twenty uh, percent of your content should like be sharing your methods, you know. And uh, Jimmy's always been open with everything he shares. I'm always open. I love sharing any little tricks and secrets that I got. I kind of think that's like my niche, anyways. You know, I don't necessarily know if I'm an artist, but I always at least know that I've got like these cool like techniques for trying things, and that's always why I connected with his Jimmy's videos back in the day because. He was always doing some kind of different approach to things and it was always fast. And and then he was painting his tools white and all that. And <laughs> totally yeah, punk rock. I, I, thank you, brother. I can yeah. clarify that because a lot of people have been asking me that because they kind of come late to the game and that's totally cool. We discover people, we all discover each other all day long. You know, there's so many new YouTubers every week and people that have found me want to know why I paint my tools white. And it primarily, I did my very first pay video was for DeWalt and I, made this wooden trunk that carried all the tools. Of all the tools in that video, if you ever go back and look at it from about 10 years ago, I owned them all already, except for one, the little kinetic screwdriver that they made. That's yeah. the one they wanted the video to kind of focus on, exactly. <laughs> and so that was the only tool that I was given, and it was a prototype. It wasn't even on the market yet. And it was like first shots off the mold kind of thing. And I did the video and, and it took them so long to pay me. It took them so long to approve the video, which was really frustrating. And then when they wanted to pay me, they're like, can we pay with a credit card? I'm like, I don't, I don't even know how that works. I'm like, well, and they gave me a corporate credit card. I was able to work with a bank and get paid $1,200. It was so difficult. Oh my God. And I was, I was <laughs> slightly frustrated with them to say the least because I made the video and I told them, I was like, hey guys, if you're not going to approve the video, don't pay me. Don't want the money. I'm going to publish it anyway so that other brands could see what I'm capable of. And they said, no, 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 we're going to pay you. You just have to make this one adjustment. We don't like how close your hand is close to the saw. I was like, okay, if I do that, then I get the green light to publish it and you'll pay me. I didn't really care about the money, but they said, yeah, no problem. So I did that adjustment and I published the video and then everyone's like, oh, you sell out, you sell out, you sell out. And they paid me and then they never wrote me back. They wouldn't talk to me ever again. And so I was like, they got the benefit of this video and now all my tools are yellow. They were leading up to that because I wasn't thinking about the branding. And so at that point I said, you know what? I'm going to paint all my tools white because it, it basically creates that your ad here. When you see the big billboard is painted white, it's prepped it's prep for a new color. So my whole idea was your ad here. Everyone can see that I painted DeWalt tools. They know that I'm not being sponsored by DeWalt because why would they want their brand to be colored? And it's basically like, he's not branded by anybody. He's not representing anybody. So it was the implication was, if you're a tool company and you want me to use your tools, this space is available. And I should explicitly write that more on some of my tools. That right you're here. Right here. Right, <laughs> yeah. right here, I'm making that decision. The <laughs> next couple of times I use a tool in the thing, I'm going to make sure it's freshly painted white. And then I'm going to laser etch your ad here. Yeah. Perfect. That's what I'm going to do. Because I always <laughs> implied that, but nobody, maybe, maybe people need to be spoon fed that. So, right here and now, you heard that. And uh, I still don't have a tool sponsor, regular. Milwaukee gave us tools for the TV show, so they residually hang around, but they're going to get spray painted white any minute because I have no deal with them. 
and I don't have a deal with the DeWalt anymore. I've only done a couple of sponsored videos and it's not really with the tool company. It's through the marketing firm. So the marketing firm looks and sees, you know, it's the marketing firm that hired me to do those few videos. Didn't even know that I had ever done anything for them. Mm -hmm. Just when I moved up here full time, I did about three or four DeWalt videos. When the 60 volt came out, it built the bridge with Willie and then uh, built a couple of other things in and around me and me and uh, uh, Brett built a set of shelves that was for them as well. Long story short, I don't have a tool sponsor and I almost don't think I ever really did when it comes to hand tools. I approach Craftsman. I think Craftsman is a really well-made set of tools made by DeWalt, by the way. So if you see Craftsman at Lowe's, any battery operated Craftsman stuff is made by the same company as DeWalt and it's high quality stuff. We used it on the TV show when I worked on making it and I really enjoyed it for season one was all Craftsman. No, season one was all Ryobi and then season two was all Craftsman and season three was DeWalt. All right. So, Sean, I know you just you got your uh, your new computer to start editing video and you've been experimenting with Final Cut. Did you ever make videos uh, growing up or anything? Where I, yeah. A bunch oh, of people yeah. I talked to like were like maybe making like skateboard yeah. or uh, that's BMX really the videos. itch I'm trying to scratch. OK, it's, <laughs> it's like I, uh, I've been addicted to making movies since I was probably 14. I started with something called Pinnacle. And it mm -hmm. used to have to put the red, white, and blue and play a VHS tape to do it. And then uh, I switched to Final Cut Pro for a little bit back when you could uh, bootleg it because <laughs> I didn't have any money. I was just a teenager. Uh, I used to skateboard. I would make skateboarding videos, but I made videos of everything. I love making these. You can tell I love doing uh, music, but uh, you can't really scratch that itch as much as you can with uh, Instagram. But this yeah. kind of reignited the music side. I still love doing the classic Duressa style too, though, that you gave the Thank ability you. for me to be able to make a YouTube video because I don't really talk too much. Uh, I talked in the Dressed of Us, in the Dressed yeah. of Us video, but uh, you can tell it's uh, out of place for me. I'm more of like, yeah, get to work. Yeah, I'm more of like, watch me do this thing, you know, and I'm assuming that you have the same knowledge. I mean, kind of same thing you think too, you know, Yeah, yeah. Like you have the same knowledge of what to do with the tool. Just watch Watch me do yeah. it, and you'll be able to pick yeah. up on all the little nuances. Yeah, that's how but I music, always learn. Yeah, music lining the beats up with something. Uh, mm -hmm. Like if you go to my Queen video I just did, uh, I try to line up all these beats, the Queen, the Bishop, and the Rook, uh, Walnut. I uh, That's when I got the MacBook, and I was like, I'm going to start getting a little bit you more You can do creative. it. Uh, you, so you can't do yeah. it on the phone if you're editing on the yeah. phone, but you can do it on, on a computer. And, and I did things where text flies in at the beginning too. Uh, and I'm trying to play around with it. And I'm also doing things with the camera, like swinging the camera manually uh, to like, and then I just loosen the screw and it drops down, it flips down. And then I create like this film swipe effect. Yeah. Uh, that that's happens. Good, that's great. That happens in the Bishop. Uh, you see it, it turns towards, cause it's pointing at the lathe. Cause everybody keeps saying, get a lathe. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm not yeah, going to get a lathe. <laughs> I have a lathe. <laughs> you know, so I point it directly at the lathe. I swing it over at the bandsaw, and then it's filming the bishop. The letters fly in. It says bishop, which Instagram does cut off a little bit of the video. I need to play with the uh, resolutions. I'm still kind of learning with, like I said, iMovie automatically, uh, it automatically takes uh, iMovie video, like an iPhone video, and it takes it and it gives it the HDR and everything to the correct scale and everything, and it's perfect. Uh, mm -hmm. It's great. But Final Cut Pro, you get a couple more options like, uh, you know, swiping the lettering in and doing different things. And it's just another avenue for me to play with. So I'll yeah. probably still bounce back and forth between the two. Uh, but there's like, I've always loved video editing. There's something about it that's been. I like, use CapCut on the phone a lot for yeah. this stuff. Occasionally I do stuff on iMovie. I'll film it and then bring it inside. But if you notice all the bands of videos is just the one take and then, then the presentation clip. So it's always two clips. So when I'm looking in my phone to send something to Adam, I'm always looking for the, the for the 50, 54 second clip. There's all because if you look at my phone, it's just a million clips of the that still shot of the bandsaw table with the gold disc in the middle and the blade yeah. cutting through it. And I can't decipher what's what. I have to kind of like get it get an estimation yeah. of where I was in time. And then it's iPhone doesn't have great storage management you just got to literally remember linearly what time you did it and yeah. then look, look in that time and then uh like i said the key to me is even though all the thumbnails look the same i'm looking for that 50 50 
55 to 54 second clip. And that's how I make sure all my clips don't get snipped in Instagram. I always pull back a few seconds. I was going to say, I started with the, I put the, the piece of wood with the letter on it in the beginning of when I start the video. <laughs> so then yeah. I can find them. Yeah. I, I think I do that's that too. You can see it right at the beginning. I start with it right there so you can see it and then I flip it in. But uh, Instagram does allow a minute 30 now uh, for your reel. Which no is, kidding. Uh, yeah. I, I actually like stretching it, but uh, then uh, uh, TikTok allows it too. But then for, uh, for YouTube, you can't place the music wherever you want and you can't even pick, you can't even edit music into it because it'll flag it. So that one I just smash down to a minute and I throw a song on. Those are probably my uh, worst edits. I hope YouTube catches up with being able to move the music because uh, TikTok, TikTok and uh, YouTube only allow you a minute play of a song, but Instagram will let you play the whole song. You can go wherever you want on the song, so you can literally right. match up to the beats. And sometimes mm-hmm. I even buy it. I'll buy the song, load it from iTunes onto Final Cut, like I said, and then I go into Instagram and I mute it. I mute the song and I just keep my song and I try to tag it. Sometimes I've even tried tagging like trending songs and just muting them to see how that works, but it hasn't worked yet. So I'm still playing with, uh, I always try to mess with the algorithm a little bit when I'm just to see what, see what's going on with it. But my favorite part is making the video and coming back and watching it. I've probably rewatched all my stuff like a million times because I'm, I, I love watching a nerd out on my it. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I love watching it. I love seeing people's reaction. It's like so rewarding. Yeah. It's like a little dopamine hit, no doubt, when people react to what you did. So guys, have you seen an increase in, in subscribers? I've only gotten like maybe 3,000 since I started doing this. I've, I've seen your old videos pop up more and it's like, uh, it's kind of cool, especially because I think because I'm doing the chess, I'm seeing your chess set pop up and then I'm oh, seeing on YouTube. Old, yeah, on YouTube. I'm seeing a lot of your older stuff pop up on my uh, suggested oh, reels, that's good. you know. Yeah, I've had a crazy boom on YouTube, but I was talking about Instagram. Have you seen you guys, since you've been posting kind of daily videos on Instagram, have you gotten a little bit more of a following? Yeah, I kind of knew about that uh, from Clubhouse. Uh, Lucas and Dre and all them, uh, I used to be involved really, really hard in Clubhouse before I uh, my job got really busy. And yeah. I'd be hanging out with them every day, and they all had these tricks. They were in, uh, I can't personally say them specifically, but a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of the Clubhouse people were in these engagement groups. And yeah. they would do things like share each other's stuff. And I personally never really uh, did anything like that. I just want to make my video, put it out there. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm into it more for like the cool comment that you, you know, I want to yeah. stir the pot a little bit. So, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, uh, but I've, I've kind of always known that these, these reels, once they started, that was the secret to uh, growing. Just keep making them. Yeah, you just got to make them. And sometimes they flop. You just got to make another one. There's No, yeah, there's, that's it. Yeah, you make you should make like two a day, I think, really. But that's like the secret sauce, yeah. I think, is two a day. And then it'll just keep growing and you'll get one that'll hit like like Mimo, Mimo V. I'm still getting tagged for that little belt grinder one because I liked – I wrote a comment and people keep liking it where he uh, – he shows the guy doing the trick with the two drill bits and he takes the he takes yes, the little yes, knob yes, 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 and he comes in and just swats it. Wax it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, my dad used to do that, and I'm still getting people that are liking it because he just made a video and yeah. literally he used somebody else's video and put his take on it, which is hilarious, you know. And uh and it just went it's I think it's at like eight million now, but that's straight Instagram, and he went from like 13 to like 40 or 50. Okay. Thousand like no kidding. Yeah, yeah. Go check out wow. his account. It's it's crazy how that's fast he grew. Crazy. Just from that one little post. That's blew funny. up. Yeah. That's crazy. See, I still haven't believe it or not, I still haven't caught on traction like that. That no. on Instagram, on YouTube, these yeah. last couple I got I'll show you guys my analytics. And this it's it's dying down now. I knew it would, but I can tell you so I got twelve million views on my YouTube channel. And a lot of that is reels, but uh not reels, but shorts, right? 12.8 million views in the last 28 days. That is more views than I got in the previous 10 months. Wow, that's crazy. And because of that, I also increased. So I'll show you the front of my. You guys can see that. So, yep. 18.2 million views, 28,000 subscribers, and an estimated revenue, which is never right. It says about $6,000. Yeah. Which is never right. I mean, it's usually around three thousand, but this 
increased viewership, but probably will be six or more. I mean, my, uh, what do you call that number that you pay when you, what that's called? Zep's always dropping that word. The, the how much you get paid per view? Um, per, I don't know. Yeah, click per whatever. Million, it's thousand, I think whatever. Mine, yeah. mine is is you know a little bit higher than average, so I'll make more money than that. I think. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. It's great to see. You know, I don't know. That's all because of reels, though. Is. That's that's yeah. all because of reels of me cutting out the alphabet. That's what that's I started from. doing the same thing as you with the shorts. I'm just uh, still small, but it's still it is helping me grow too. I notice everything's growing. I wasn't yeah. even on TikTok or I was on YouTube, but not YouTube Shorts. And I started doing it with you. I'm like, what's the point of me doing this and not utilizing it three times when I could, you know? So, and I'm just trying to get more, uh, like I said, just trying to build more eyes. Really, that's all I, I don't, not really worried about catching a sponsor or anything like that right now. I just want to, just want to get more eyes. Yeah. I mean, that's a good question that I've been asking people, Sean, mm-hmm. why did you, why did you start making videos? I mean, it's, what was your goal or what was your inspiration to start posting on YouTube and Instagram? Um, like I said, I've been doing it since I was like 14, making videos on VHS and uh, tying music to them. Uh, sure. What inspired me for the longest time, I just would go into Jimmy's and watch his video. And I didn't think anyone was listening to comments or nothing. I watched him, Colin Furs and Eric, the car guy. Those mm-hmm. are really, and I didn't, I wasn't even a car guy. I just enjoyed Eric, the car guy. What happened to Eric? He dropped off. I haven't seen him much. He's still, he's still there. I think uh, I just I know he's somebody. shuffling shops around. So that was, yeah, good. he started to try the multi-channel thing a while back, but he's, he's still there. I seen his videos and you know, it's uh it's just crazy that, you know, that long ago I can remember being in like an apartment watching you guys. And it's like, it's like just, you guys were like a part of, uh, you know, I've always been a YouTube guy you know because yeah, yeah. i was always a loner you know just watching these youtube videos and <laughs> you know outside in the real world i'm very very quiet i'm usually very like i just want to stick to my job and and i just yeah. want to do things and and a lot of people when you work out in the real world a lot of people don't uh they're they want to kind of gossip and do more like that and i was i've never been like that i always just wanted to stick to the task at hand and kind of be peaceful you know so but right you guys have uh it's just crazy that watching you guys all these years you know colin furs went from putting putting uh you know jets on everything to what he is now where he's building these giant things you know yeah the jumping machine is in bananas yeah Yeah, that seems wild he's and his videos are they're you know so energetic i don't know how a guy has so much it's it's so much it's so much how do you keep up with that you know but you know like the great thing about jimmy's videos is I work with all these guys that don't think that you can try, like they're, they might be a welder and they don't think you can try something else. And I'm like, yes, you can. I'm yeah, like, right. <laughs> you can, you can do whatever you want. You don't That's have gross. to be, you don't have to be perfect, you know? And, and some of the stuff I make isn't, uh, you know, uh, like, uh, there's things I did on the, uh, Matia on Aaron Matia sign, uh, that, uh, aren't perfect, you know? And it's like, yeah. it's like, I'm like, I'm still happy with how it came out because the idea is the, it's a memorial yeah it's a memorial to him and it's uh it's a mechanical thing you know yeah 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 so but sean i was curious how so you you know you like to make videos and you you were yeah how consuming a lot of youtube content but how did you like get involved i guess like with the you know like the online maker community where was where did that start um it started i kept listening to uh make it a podcast and jimmy would mention okay. he would mention instagram uh a lot and that was when i uh i was like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna get on there i'm gonna try this i never was a social media guy and i was like i'm gonna try this and i got on and then my house uh my house i bought this house and it's like it's like a lot of water damage flood damage the main beam cracked and i just started oh posting God. videos on my old phone if you go back the videos are like super pixelated and <laughs> You know, there's a video that's like 10 minutes long. I got drywall on my face and I kind of walk you through the whole house <laughs> uh, like of what wow. I did. It was like 30 grand. And then I ran out of money. And then I was like, I was in a room, a uh, clubhouse room with uh, uh, Woodbrain, Lindsay and Eric. And uh, we were talking about, I'm like talking about how I should just try to 
you know, make a video. And I was like, you know, I started simulating things and I was like, you know, I do want to get back into video editing. It's always been my favorite thing. And I think I would inspire them by how I talked about video editing. And they said, you should try it, you know, again. And I, uh, and then uh, Aaron passed away and I was like, I had this idea. It's just an idea that comes in your head. It's just like all of a sudden you get this idea. I remember the story of him doing push-ups, and mm-hmm. uh, and Derek sharing that video. Yeah, I was like, that's a perfect way to remember him, you know. And I, I had <laughs> yeah. to build it. It's like a lot of the stuff that I think of. It's like I have to build that, you know. I don't have a choice, you know. I got to go out into the garage. I got to start right away. And it took me like a month because I'm getting out of work. The long form videos are so hard to do when you're working because you come home and you're mm-hmm. like, okay. And they're all like 500 bucks. Every build is like, like I got to come up with 500 bucks to build this thing, you know? <laughs> you know? And, uh, but it was, uh, it's like so cool. I got done and then I edited the video and it was super choppy because it was my first edit in a long time. And uh, like it kind of felt paced a little long, you know, at some points when you watch that video. And uh, then I get to the point like five videos later and I'm doing the Witchblade and I was like, I'm like, I'm pretty close. I'm pretty close to be getting back to where I was, you know? Yeah. And then now we're doing these shorts and these shorts are actually really fun because it, it's not really hard for me to. I tell more. everybody, you just got to do it. You know, yeah. it's obvious. I say it all the time. It's almost cliche. It's like, what are you waiting for? The joke I always say is, you know, now I'm finally wait. I'm finally ready to be perfect. It's like, it's never yeah. going to happen. <laughs> you just got to start and develop perfection as you go. Yeah. You're, you're definitely uh inspiration in all my videos. Cause I, I've opened up with the Iris. The other day and then i do the page turn i'm and then i love how you would have like spike would like walk by the camera and then you would change the scene right as he's going by because it's all sped up it would almost look yeah. you know it looks fluent so i always pay attention to these when i'm watching your videos i'm looking at how you're editing them and i'm like right i'm like that's such a cool edit you know just the way that you piece them together oh, i could you. i could talk for hours like uh take the leather video you told like a story now like maybe in the maybe there would be another leather working video where you would just see a guy on a bench and he would just be cutting it and stitching it. But you went from the le- you went from the laser to leather working to the little wonder, and then yep. you went to the weaver two hundred five. Then you go to the bandsaw. You cut out the laser etched uh, yeah. die, and then you go in and you emboss it with the fly press. And it's all this giant story that you're telling. And that's I'm glad you see that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. I hundred percent see appreciate the art side of it you know and that, that's because i'm really i say it to people all the time and i think you feel the same way i'm not really making that thing i'm making a video that's what yeah, i tell right, people right, right. Yep, i'm making yep. a video like i'm scratching that itch my itch and, is now, and then video. i gotta answer a million messages hey can i buy a wallet from you yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. i'm yeah. giving i've decided to give a couple away to certain people but yeah i'm not selling them yeah. yeah, but I mean, you have that skill, and if you ever need to fall back exactly. on that, you're Aaron just, would always say, Aaron, I'm, "I'm going to toot my, I'm going to toot my own home." But Aaron would always say, "He's like, every single week you do a video about something that would be somebody's whole career." Because yeah. every week, do you realize that every week you do something that could be somebody's <laughs> whole career, but you just do it one time and then you move on to the next. He would say that all the time. Yeah, Aaron was such a such an inspiration too. He was so smart. I will never forget yeah. when he come on, he come onto the meeting and he had that thing that spun and he's TIG welding. It's like a foot pedal motor thing yeah, yeah, spinning yeah, he, and he's welding these eye bolts and uh, for uh, to screw into vice grips. And he's yep. telling us a story about firefighters. He just, he literally would just dive into something to the most highest level. You could dive into it and tell you the deepest part of it. You know, he was very, very smart. Uh, he was my default to anything I needed to take. Well, I'm like, yeah. I get your hand. He's like, no problem. And he'd squeeze into his Miller jacket that fit him 25 pounds earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was super sad. He lost a lot of weight. Yeah. You know, I miss yeah. that guy every day. Every day. I have his picture over my light switch. I see him every time I walk out of the shop. He, I We were in Clubhouse one day, uh, me and uh, Johnny and uh, – I got to like interview him a little bit about the MythBuster time, and it was so yeah. cool to hear the stories about how he worked with the duct tape and did the explosions. And yeah. it was just, it was one really just cool night. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you every question I can ask you. He loved, just like I do with he loved you. This time, he loved this time at MythBusters. I mean, he yeah. told me so many, he told me a lot of things I'm not allowed to repeat. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but, I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm aware of some, some of yeah, them. <laughs> I'm aware of a lot of it too. Uh, I know yeah. uh, he was a big fan of Jamie. Yeah, and. Uh, 
yeah, you know, yeah, some yeah. of the other guys too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, we love him and honor him. So what do you think, Gabe? Yeah. I might have to go and get my dogs because uh, it's it's my time to pick up my dogs this evening for the next couple of days before I go to London. I'm going to have the dogs for two days, so I might have to go and grab them at this point. Okay. Let me, let me ask you one good, random, yeah. good question then. Let's see. I got I got a couple. Uh, yeah. Let's do uh, the Greg the Bunny prop. What was it? What did you build <laughs> on Greg the Bunny? <laughs> I didn't actually build any of the Greg the Bunny stuff, to be perfectly clear. But we had – I worked at the toy company – called fun for all where we did all the south park toys so any south park toys that came out in the very beginning were all us and we developed all the prototypes and because scott the owner of the company got the reputation of taking on strange licenses and selling them in gift shops not toy stores because you couldn't sell them in toy stores because you can't sell south park, uh, south park stuff in toy stores because nobody's watching it the kids don't know what it is and so he took on greg the bunny and we made all the prototype samples of Greg the Bunny, then Greg the Bunny got canceled before we were able to put it in the market. So I have somewhere a bin and it's got- You never said what it was. Warren you the Ape. You said you made something. You, never, you just said yeah. you did something for Greg the Bunny and that was it on another uh, podcast. No, we, I'm like, we, what did he build? Yeah, yeah no, we, we made all the toys. I have all like yeah. handmade sample toys from China. That's awesome. Greg the, we, and uh, the, uh, what the The Ape, I just said his name. Warren the Ape. Warren the Ape and Greg the Bunny were the two main characters. And we made a couple of those and a couple of, and then we also did Crank Anchors too. We made a lot of the Crank Anchors yeah. puppets too. And I don't think that ever got it to the market. But that was what I did. The great the great one of the original clips of Greg the Bunny is when you gotta watch it when when uh, it was before it was a TV series. It was one of the YouTube videos that got it picked up where Warren the Ape is doing a scene where he's like he Warren the Ape has a gun. He's like, I have a gun and Nick Warren's like no man, don't put the gun away. Put the gun away. And Warren loses his temper and he kills the, the filmmaker with the gun. Did you ever see that clip? I, I haven't seen that, but I so You gotta watch the, it. Uh, it's it's like I really sh- gory. It's it's like he I, shoots him with like a three fifty seven Magnum. I sent you the Wilkins Coffee, uh the old Muppet. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I sent we, you the Jim Wilkins Henson. Coffee where they're like abusing each other like way back in like the <laughs> I think it was like the forties or fifties they were filming yeah, this black the and 50s, white. Yeah, it was all yeah, Jim and Henson just, stuff. He's just shooting the other Muppet. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Telling yeah, him he should have drank the coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Oh. Yeah. All right, guys. I'm, g- I'm going to cut it short yeah. only because I got to run. But Thanks for coming, no, Jimmy. Thanks a lot for hanging out. It, it was uh, really fun. Thanks for putting up with me today, running late with the car from Long Island. And now I got to go get my children, my visitation yeah. week for the children. So yeah. That's all good. Thanks for coming. My children are my three dogs, by the way. Not real children. <laughs> <laughs> So cool. Thanks and, a lot. Uh, thank you, I'll, Dave, for having me too. All right. Thanks to Jimmy for hanging out with us. He had to go. Sean, where can people find out what you're doing? Uh, you can find me on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok uh, at Sean B. Beckner. That's two Bs. Um, all those things. Uh, my best uh, My best work is probably on Instagram right now, but uh, I do do some YouTube videos as well. Cool. Everybody should uh, check that out. Um, right now, I want to thank my uh, patrons for uh, supporting the show. My top patrons are uh, Matt Artigiano Serio, Ed Johns, Brian Callahan, and this guy named Sean Beckner. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Sean, for uh, supporting the show. If you want to uh, support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash making problems to solve. And if you go there, you'll get access to the after show. Uh, we'll have just an after show with Sean today. And uh, you can uh, check out the show on Instagram at Making Problems to Solve. And you can see my work on Instagram at Dave Bauer Art. Uh, Sean, thanks a lot for hanging out with me today. Hey, thank you. It's wonderful being here.